Cool. <clears throat> but I'm but, but, <laughs> every time I told you we don't have a theme song or anything. We don't. This is the bare bones of what we can pull off okay. at the moment. It is. All right, this is the uh Silver Lines Silver podcast. Lines. Uh my name is uh, Joseph and who are, uh, who are you, George? <laughs> well, you just said my name. I I'm did. George. And how do we know each other, George? Uh we've known each other for the beginning since the beginning since a big bang, in all honesty. <laughs> Which is no, first grade, which, something like that. Somewhere around there. Somewhere in elementary school, we met. We've been neighbors for a couple of years. Yeah. And I would say we're best friends. That's a weird word in in the way of time and space. Interesting word to throw out there. Hey I man, we're pretty tight. Like, I would say so. <laughs> no, yeah, we're pretty close. But that weird is interesting in and of itself. But True. sure, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> We'll we'll dive into our feelings about each other <laughs> in the final episode. Yeah, let's not when do that. When we're falling apart, first episode. But anyways, um, uh, in less than thirty seconds, how would you summarize uh, what this podcast that we're starting is about, George? Okay, since I pitched you the idea, I we both had a kind of a crappy twenty eighteen, and mm-hmm. I wanted to turn that the tragedies we had and the grief that were still dealing with into and, and generate that into some kind of force for good yeah like for ourselves. which is why it's called silver lines yeah yeah and so every month or so we're gonna try out a new activity because i think that's probably the best with our schedules mm-hmm. and every month we'll do a new activity and we'll reflect on it on the podcast yeah it's kind of a like a cathartic process of us kind of still processing what went down last year so uh, what happened last year for you, George? Why was 2018 such a rough year for you? So 2018 was rough because in 2017, my mother, and I think at the beginning of April, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Yeah. And unfortunately, she passed away and we're roughly a month away from the anniversary, February 24th. Yeah. And yeah, we're still still dealing with the whole aftermath and my own feelings about that. Yeah. And it's just, it's not... It's not something you, I'd expect to go through At so the age soon. Of 24. 24. And, and being left with your three-year-old with my sister. My three-year-old sister and, and, and a father. Yeah. And yeah. we're all dealing with it our own way, trying to find a, trying to cross the line here. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What happened in 2018? Uh, 2018 was a shitty year for me. In 20, beginning of 2017, my dad was diagnosed with a interstitial lung disease, and he'd been battling uh, non-alcoholic non-alcoholic fatty liver disease um, for the last like 10 years due to obesity. Um, and basically, t- beginning of 2017, his health started deteriorating and he uh, passed away in twenty in April 2018. And long story short, uh, within that same month, of, like the early 2018, uh, my father got sicker and passed away as much as I tried to save him. Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend of two years that we were living together. We had a horrible fallout. I lost my girlfriend, lost my dad, lost my apartment, and I didn't work for three months. And it was swirling into a depressive giant hole. Yeah. And since then, it's been recovery and learning to get better at therapy, going to church, getting plugged in, Mm -hmm. and learning to build myself back up. So, and here we are trying to... uh, still process it all it's kind of funny i didn't realize how much i still i'm still processing almost a year later oh yeah it's tough just to, literally just talking about it like yeah. it's it's still it chokes me up inside yeah 
because like I as much as I I don't want it to be true, yeah. but but it's but it's true, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's uh, in a nutshell. That's kind of what this podcast is about: us uh, finding an excuse to get together, uh, catch up with each other, because we don't do that too often. A lot of people, it's hard to be an adult in Los Angeles or like in California mm-hmm. with our busy schedules and. and responsibilities and still find time for friendships in your adult life while dealing with life and balancing it all so uh that's why we started this podcast to kind of continue having an avenue to talk about our grief and that process that ever going process which will be i'm sure will be a process for the next couple years of our lives and maybe forever um and yeah, also an excuse to catch up and try something new each month. Yeah, we have we have a list of ideas. We do, yeah, we do. Um, but we'll, we'll I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll it'll be uh, not spontaneous, but it'll be a surprise every month what we do. Yeah, we'll and, see. Uh, we're aiming for like thirty minutes each episode. We're about five minutes, six minutes in, so not bad. You know what that sound in the background? It's our first time. Yeah. Um, um, so I want to go back and talk to you about yeah, about grief. How, how do you know when you made like certain like leaps and like or not leaps, but like you've crossed different stages of it? So you don't have to get too in depth no, into it. I, I love going in depth, oh, um, but that's, that's a very good question. Um, now I remember you told me, man. So. I remember, I think your mom passed away in February, right? Mm-hmm. February, March, April. And then two months later, my dad passed away. And so that's kind of where we reconnected in a deeper sense. And we were like, mm-hmm. you were going through something shitty. I was going through something shitty. And we both felt solace that we were both in that spot. We we're like, wow, we know how shitty this feels. Um, and so it was comforting to know, hey, there's someone who's going through the exact same thing and knows how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember on the on the process of a grief i remember you mentioned a quote that from that day stuck with me and i think about every day it was the about grief being uh this the stages of grief being like waves in the ocean Mm -hmm. how the waves will never stop coming in the beginning it'll be like a hundred foot tsunami that just every day just hits you and as time goes by the waves get smaller and smaller and you learn to swim you learn to stay afloat and you're surviving and eventually you're thriving but every so often there's some little memory there's some there's an anniversary there's a, a flashback or something that reminds you of that uh, of your loved one of what was lost and that grief just comes flooding back and i would say uh <clears throat> since then yeah that quote you said has stoked me for so long yeah oh, well and, yeah, so thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, but. you're welcome. Yeah, I have to thank Reddit for that because that's where yeah, I found it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, go I have, Reddit. I have this like folder of Reddit quotes that nice. I feel like I'll have to use at one point in my life. Yeah. And that was one of them. And I like I, like, I plucked it out a long time ago, wow. had it on backup just so I can remember. Wow. No, that's a beautiful quote. But um, on that note, uh, your question was, where was I? Where, where, where am I? And that's like process of grief. Yeah, like where do you like... Where'd you feel yourself making different like stages? Where were you in different stages of it? Because I remember I was, I think it was summer where I was just like in like the worst state mentally. Yeah. yeah. Myself. Like, how was that? How were you in the worst stage? I was just constantly frustrated and angry yeah. and like 
maybe just because everything piled up and this new responsibility suddenly that I had on my shoulders. Your three year old sister. That I knew. Well, your dad's yeah. working full time and yeah. you trying yeah. to have and a career. Yeah. You had to take care of her. And suddenly, like, I was just like, I didn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't care about anyone. I yeah. didn't care about anything. I, I just, I wanted to, just, if I could, just go away. Yeah. That, that's all I wanted. And yeah. like, yeah, that, that was it. Wow. And it's just like, I'm trying to remember like what got me out, what got, like, you out of that. got out of it. But it, honestly, what what's always been there since I pit, first picked one up was video games. Yeah. Oh. That, that was my outlet. Huh. One way or another. It was, and it wasn't multiplayer games, not playing with friends. It was single player games that had purpose. Like that, a story. A story to it. Yeah, and one yeah. of the stories, and I'm kind of glad I put it off for or whenever I think it came out in March or something but God of War huh do you, do you remember those games at all I do I never played them but it was like PS2 yeah yeah the PS2 I'm opening a Topo Chico we are sponsored by Topo Chico <laughs> no we're not we don't have a sponsor so yeah it was God of War and they did a complete like reboot of the franchise where yeah. Kratos who eventually became the God of War in the original 1, 2, 3 yeah. he he um he transitioned over from Greek mythology to to Norse mythology, I think is what it was, and so he's fighting uh like Odin or he's going up against these like Norse gods like Odin, Thor, yeah, and yada yada. And in this and he uh the game literally starts off with you find out he has a kid who's roughly like ten or twelve, and the mother just passed away. <laughs> Can you <laughs> Crazy. believe that? Yeah, Freaking the mother crazy. just passed away, and her final wish was to be uh, cremated, and her ashes scattered on the tallest uh, mountain in uh, in whatever Norse mythology it was. Wow. Yeah, and I just played, and I, like I saw. The, uh, and you connected with that. I connected with it. Wow. To like an ex- that helped get you through. It it helped a lot. Wow. Can you imagine how a video game? Yeah. Well, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you just need an outlet and something looks different for everyone and i remember mm-hmm. in high school my high school ex i was together for like four or five years mm-hmm. i got over that by playing call of duty modern warfare one for two weeks straight and beating the beating the store the campaign and then by the end of it, i was good like campaign. cool i feel better <laughs> good campaign um, was video games man that's crazy yeah and every every almost like Big moment, I can attune to a video game. When I first discovered my mom had cancer, I played, I hunkered down and played, uh, what was it, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. And probably when I had another like major moment, I hunkered down and played, uh, what was it? It was like a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. And yeah, video games to me, that's like... That was your that was my way, way of processing of the grief and helping move yeah. forward. That got, I, that got you out of bed every morning. Yeah. More or less. Or not even go to bed at all. Yeah. <laughs> Most times. Wow. Yeah. Dang. For me, um, man, there's a lot of things. That, oh, I went through a lot of different stages. and Because mine was so intermixed with the breakup of my ex and her, move, her moving out. Mm-hmm moving across the country along with my dad dying and there's so much of that intertwined that even now i'm still processing it's kind of crazy um and i didn't realize how much i still had to process until you know even even after like months of therapy and it's Mm -hmm. helped a lot but 
you know, it's it, every day. It's a process of you having to decide. I'm going to look, I'm going to live in the present, not going to look back at the future at all the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going I'm to look at it all as a lesson learned, like all the, all the what ifs, like what if we didn't put my dad on life support? What if we didn't do that procedure that the doctor's suggested yeah. and is all deteriorated yeah yeah and i asked myself the same thing crazy yeah and what if i did this with my ex or whatever and so many you can't do that you'll kill yourself you make yourself go crazy like mm-hmm. doing that to yourself and so even now i'm still every day it's a it's a challenge to, to think i'm gonna live now in this moment i'm gonna be grateful for what the good that happened in the past and, mm-hmm. and the bad that i can grow from that right um but my outlet um was uh because there was a man there was a good amount of time i couldn't even get out of bed because i took like three months out of work and i was just i mean i stayed busy by like having to help plan the funeral help my mom with her work stuff and that's that was only like what a week yeah like a week week and a half and then after that there's a lot of unhealthy uh, lashing out or like trying to fill the hole um I, I partied for like a couple weeks straight nonstop. did some really dumb things um just trying to fill the emptiness inside me and for me i would say my way of processing through that grief and getting better was church uh finding a community um i found this church in hollywood called mosaic um and through there for me, spirituality and faith has always been a big part of my life and identity and upbringing. Um, and so I, I felt like I processing my dad's grief, I, I lashed. I tried to fill the hole in so many ways. And uh, by the end of it all, it was just even emptier. I was like, dude, like the partying, the drinking, the going out with girls, whatever. It, at the end of it all, I was like, man, like I'm even less happier. I'm more miserable by trying to fill that with something that was just so temporary and i remember i called my buddy nick one day and i was like it's it's kind of ironic we were partying like the weekend before he was my wing man he's been my wingman through like oh so much like good and bad he's he's been always been there and he's always been my like guiding light but like one week we were partying at davy wayne's and i got super like plastered and did some dumb stuff and then next weekend i was just so over it all and i was like dude like help me go back to church like i i want to try that again and and he was like dude you know i got you like let's go and he started going to church to me uh to church with me and there i remember it was like i think beginning of june uh there was a pastor who spoke uh his, his name's pastor john gray and he was super like kind of charismatic loud from the south and he's really great um but he preached a message that just really resonated with me and he was like no matter what pain you have inside like you can't fill it with like alcohol addiction drugs sex money success your career like the only thing you can fill it with is god and and for me that's always been true in my life and in that moment it just everything just kind of i knew that resonated with me so much there and i was like god like i know i need you and i was like all right i'm gonna try to do things differently i'm gonna like go back to my roots of my faith 
and, and trust you and lean on you to heal from what happened this year from and learn to move on forward mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh and from there it was the process of like starting to go to church again and eventually going on my own because my buddy lived in out of town mm-hmm. and 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 eventually just kind of starting to volunteer there and long story short uh, at mosaic i found a really great community of people who young people working in the in the inter- entertainment industry like me oh wow who were kind of chasing after god and, and after faith and what that looks like in a real and genuine sense not like the fake sense of like traditional like religiousness that a lot of us grew up with Mm -hmm. Um, but people genuinely being like what does living a life centered on love and looking for the best of people and god's love and trying to make the world a better place and loving and accepting everyone what does that look like in this modern day and age um and so that was kind of what we get out of the hole slowly starting to volunteer there and and yeah just volunteering and putting my time outside of like Oh, I would mope about the past. So like, oh, I'm going to be a part of this community. Um, and that, in the last couple of months, has helped immensely. Yeah, um, you go like every Sunday, right? And I yeah. see you post like... A- I, I try. Yeah. And that's and, and that's also what helped. <clears throat> I was such a workaholic. I didn't realize how much of a workaholic I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the reason my, my last, my relationship fell apart uh, with my ex that I was living with. I was like a workaholic and the only thing that mattered to me was my career. And I, I try to spend more time with my dad. Like I remember I did a movie in January, February, <clears throat> this big movie ish, a lot of big names, more or less low budget, but big names. Um, but during that, yeah, I was like working full time Monday through Friday, like 60, 70 hour weeks on that. And then on the weekends I'd go visit my dad in the hospital. Or in and then the, your relationship and then my relationship yeah and so i was just this big workaholic and i didn't need to work that much um and and so once my dad passed away it was just this paradigm shift i was like how much what really matters to me help me reflect and take a step back and be like slow down what do you want your life to look like like i wish i'd spend more time with my dad i wish i spend more time being a better partner mm-hmm. and now looking back i'm like okay how can i change that now and so, um, so yeah, so yeah, uh, forget what the question was. <laughs> oh, no worries. I well, totally forgot what I asked. I, basically, my how I process grief. Yeah, I agree. church yeah. and faith, and my my church, my current church in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, Mosaic Hollywood is yeah. that was a big part of it, and and volunteering, and being a part of something else, something bigger than me mm-hmm. that get, helped give me purpose again and help me believe in myself and help me recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and trying to play on the band there. That's the process. Oh, and the band. Yeah, audition is kind of in process, but now nice. I'm like starting to work a lot more. So I'm trying to balance that. But yeah, man, it's been grief. Yeah, and it's crazy. And therapy, dude. I started doing therapy. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me. Which was huge. I, dude, I highly recommend therapy for everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mental health big nowadays. Yeah. And, well, dude, it's so It needed. should have been. Yeah, it yeah. should have been for so long, and everyone needs therapy, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's just reflecting, you know, taking time to reflect and, yeah, and just look back and have a third-party opinion. who's like, oh, hey, that helps guide you through <clears throat> what you're going through. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, in, even in a sense, this is kind of therapy in, in oh, yeah, itself. it's therapeutic in a way. Yeah, there, there's so many times that we were, yeah, like, you know, when we were, like, going through that 
or the stage of grief and mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you um like oh like how are you doing with your the whole process and it's weird to just ask that you know mm-hmm. um and sometimes you know it just takes time and i feel that's what yeah it, it's not popular to talk about mental health that often like Mm-mm. especially as a dude especially in oh, today's yeah. time so it's uh, a toxic uh, masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, just like that July commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone was so angry. Just, a lot, I saw so many people on one side being angry. What did you think about that? Let's. I want to hear your, your first thought well, right when you saw thought? it. I thought it was a great commercial. Did you? It just, it wanted me, I want to be better because <laughs> of it. That's yeah, what, that's me what too. it should have yeah, been. I saw it and I was like, um, I first saw it and I was like, wow, that was a beautiful commercial. And a great message. And then I saw... And like the other people, there, there's two types of dudes, two types of reactions to that. You're either, if, you, if you're a dude, you're either going to be like, wow, like this is beautiful. Like inspires me to be better, even though I'm not that much of a, like part of the problem, I can still do better. Mm-hmm. And then there's the dudes who are the problem and they totally saw themselves in that. And they see the entire commercial as, oh, it's anti-masculine because they associate masculinity with so much with being toxic mm-hmm. being sexist being mischievous um so yeah i totally wasn't offended i was like man this is great offended, yeah i was like yeah we need more of this, this is awesome like hell yeah, yeah. i saw we can bunch, all do better i saw a bunch of the comments before I, I even watched the video i was like oh i'm gonna love this thing it's so funny all the reactions it's, it's great like um, i'm still not gonna buy the product but it was great yeah because <laughs> I, I already have my your one five dollar shave club yeah my five dollar shave club wow. or harry's or whatever yeah <laughs> that's funny um yeah. yeah eight minutes left wow nice not bad yeah, yeah. Doing minutes. pretty good yeah so let's go into actual like what so we got so grief is always a process yeah. we're still constantly going through it <laughs> yeah ourselves yeah. and it's not i don't think i'll ever be over it for my entire life i don't think it changes you i don't think it ever goes away Mm-mm. it's it, a part it of you part it of sticks you. with you but that's okay yeah you know and that's just life mm-hmm. and it doesn't identify you that's yeah it, it doesn't it, it shapes who you are but it's not your entire identity i definitely agree with you there um and yeah i mean we can either let it you know bring us down or we can grow from it mm-hmm. um, and for a long time i let it drag me down dude, well yeah me too it feels and, that, like, and that's okay everyone yeah. goes through it differently um yeah man and and yeah there's so many i think about my dad every freaking day yeah the sacrifices he made there's like a photo of my mom just hanging that i I look at every time i pass by it yeah just there i also have a picture of your dad what you have a picture of my dad yeah i got i got a house yeah yeah. i got it from the memorial place i don't have an actual picture of it we were handing out photos yeah you guys were hanging out like little things oh the pamphlets yeah the pamphlets oh you have a pamphlet yeah the pamphlet yeah so i just keep it like yeah, I designed that. With everyone, yeah. Last oh. minute. Oh, it's not that good. That's pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. It was good. Um, wow, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But yeah. Got to remember all those who helped me get to where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many little reminders everywhere all the time. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, in that we have a choice. We can either, you know, be like, oh, this is going to make me sad, which is okay. But don't let it keep you sad, I guess. Yeah, it's a thing. And said, be grateful for what you had and how it's sh- your mom shaped you, how you, my dad shaped me, and how we can honor their legacy and keep moving forward and bring their purpose to to our lives. Mm-hmm. 
um what was i gonna say i remember there was this moment at your mom's funeral where you were man um i think my dad was in i think he was in like uh one of the recovery homes what's it called the physical therapy one of those assisted living homes oh okay at that point i'm sorry i got out of going to watch him for a little bit and then i went to your <clears throat> to your mom's funeral and uh, I, I go in and i'm like man i haven't been to one of these in forever and i i see you i think it was joseph yeah joseph timmy, Mol- timmy and melanda were melanda. all there you guys were all there yeah and we were like you guys were like I got there, I was like, hey, what's up? We were being all quiet and like reverent and trying to, you know, but even in the midst of that, you guys were like cracking jokes and found joy. You found levity in that moment. And that for I me had was to. like, yeah, you had to. And for me, that was so refreshing. I was like, man, like, because you're always so upbeat and you, yeah, you, you're always like laughing and funny and you're know, cracking up about something. Um, and when I walked in, I was like super serious. And I see you guys, you guys were cracking up. And I was like, I go in, they grab a, one of those Mexican pastries, yeah. and I was like, I'm, I'm like eating and dropping crumbs yeah, all dropping the floor, crumbs. and we're all like cracking up silently. And for me, I was like, man, like the fact that George Stone's joy and laughter in the midst of all this pain, like, just inspired me. I was like, man, like, holy shit, like if he can go through this, I if he can survive this, I can do, I can too. So that was really inspiring, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, you well, have to mm-hmm. have just like laugh at yeah. crazy things sometimes. Just hit your mic. Um, yeah, after I think it was oh, after that, so you left, and then Joseph and Joseph and them left, and then uh, the place was starting to clear out and stuff. And I just, I just broke down. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards. Wow. Yeah, I just, I just broke down. Yeah. <laughs> Started crying. I went to my aunt's arms, the aunt yeah. that I've known for God knows how long. Mm-hmm. I just, I just bawled for a good yeah. while. It was refreshing because I needed it. I haven't cried. I only did like those kind of like holding back tears. Yeah, even, yeah. Even when they... Really? You didn't cry fully until then? Until then. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not like I was holding back. I just... I think I felt like I just needed to carry it just a little longer. Wow. Just for... I, I don't know. Just for everyone else, I guess, yeah. is what I put myself at or yeah. something. But yeah, that was... That was something. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I felt pretty strong and solid in the midst of it all. Like, mm-hmm. until after. After is when it hit me so much harder. And I would just fucking cry in my bed for hours and not be able to get out. And I was like, fuck, how do I get through this? And you do. You just, just decide, like, yeah. I'm going to get up. I'm going to, step by step. And it's funny because even now, I still struggle to find motivation to get out of bed some days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Step by step, I'm gonna open the curtains so some light comes in, so I get out of bed. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go in the gym and work out, and and, and yeah, man, every day is a decision. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I had a real panic, like not a, like a like a major panic attack, but yeah. like a mild panic panic attack, because I'm turning 25 tomorrow. No. Oh, what? My ber- birthday. My birthday is. Tomorrow, oh January twenty fourth. God. And so friggin', I was sitting. Facebook so it was after me and Timmy went to the gym, yeah. and we were sitting at Chipotle, and I think we were talking about like, oh, what's your, 
we were talking about relationships and I was talking about like, oh, what's your age for dating? Like, how far would you go? Yada, yada. Yeah. And then I, like, I told him, oh, I'm right in between. So probably 20 and 30. Yeah. And like, as soon as I said that, I said like, oh, I'm turning 25. I got this like pit in my like chest. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm turning 25. And I had a small panic attack. Wow. And I think I started remembering that moment and thinking about why, like this, I've had birthdays before. Why is this one different? Because your mom was there. Because my mom wasn't there. And it was at this roughly this time tomorrow that I remember. So usually the first person to tell me happy birthday is my mom. Of course. Like like a any good Latina like, yeah. Latino mom would. <laughs> like a mom like yeah. And so I remember so at this point she was she was forgetting a lot. Yeah. And so the first person to tell me happy birthday last year was yeah. was not my mom. I think about that and it hurts so yeah. much because she was in while she was getting sick and her mental yeah the chemo because we didn't know then but the chemo did just did not take that month yeah and yeah just like that's probably why like i had that small panic attack yeah yeah who was the first person that that year to tell you happy birthday I don't remember. I, I texted you pretty. I think I texted you on you? your bird on at midnight. I remember. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was me. I don't remember. Okay, maybe it was you. I don't remember though. But yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that always stung. Yeah. Um. So how do you feel going into your birthday tomorrow? Almost one year later. Honestly, if I could go into a corner and curl up, that'd be great. But my friends won't let me. That's the thing, dude. And that's <laughs> the beautiful thing about life and friends and community is that you have those people who will come out for you and i remember even when you're too afraid to ask for help or too you don't you're so numb and paralyzed you don't know how to like friends mm -hmm. will come out and pull you out there like yeah i remember in the middle of me going through that breakup and having to find a new apartment and my dad passing away like my old friends like uh, Addie and Mike and a bunch of old church friends from, from my hometown, they were like, we have a truck. We'll help you move. Just let us know any anytime, anywhere. And they came out like immediately. And they were so proactive. And they were just like so pushy, but in a good way because I needed mm -hmm. it. They were like, anything you need will help. Like, we'll give you. And then they helped me move my entire apartment and did all this whole thing in like half a day. And it was this whole feat. And I could barely pack boxes. I didn't have anything packed and they helped with all that. And so group of friends and yeah, friends, man, they will so appreciative for that. Oh like, yeah. I've oh. this, after I got out of that like anger, like episode that lasted like three months. Yeah. Like I've never been more thankful for them. Yeah. Than yeah. I than I have these past couple of months. Yeah. I have no idea what it'd be without them. Yeah. Friends, man. Even like when you, I remember when my dad, I think you were the first to reach out to me. Like when my dad passed away, I think you gave me a call. No, I remember this. Or you came over. You came over to my house to Did tell I? me. When your mom passed away? Oh, when, when my I, mom passed oh, away. You told me. Yeah, I went me. over, I went over to your guys' place because yeah. I saw your car was outside your parents' house. Yeah, yeah. And then I went inside and I and I told you the news. They give you a yeah. Couch. And I remember yeah. your dad was sitting on the couch, was really? laying down on the couch because you yeah, wow. yeah. I remember that day so that that moment clearly. Wow. Because you guys have been like our neighbors for yeah. for as long as I can remember, 
And yeah, I remember your dad was laying on the couch and like I told him, yeah, I, t- I told him. Yeah. And then he's like, even though he couldn't get up, like I went down and he, like for a hug and stuff. Wow. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember that part, but wow. Yeah. 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 And then when your dad passed away, I remember we were having some kind of get together at my, at my parents' place. Yeah. And you, then I was told that you were at the door. And yeah, you, I think you I just, just called or texted you. I was like, yeah, "Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not sure whichever." Maybe you just showed up. I, I, th- I think you just, I think it was showed up because I don't remember a text. Yeah. And so like, and then like, you didn't have to say anything. <laughs> I, I, I knew that look in your eyes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then like we stepped outside for a bit and we just talked. Yeah. See how you're doing and everything that you guys were planning. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. But even moments, I remember I probably would have reached out though if you didn't make reach out at first. And that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I would have been so like in my own head, but that's uh, back to the, the topic. Like, that's the beauty of friendships, you know? Like, it, it takes two. And, and when one friend is down, like, you're the other one makes the effort, be, like, pulls you out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for you, bro. Yeah. Same here, bud. As we're drinking. Topo Chico or Jaritos. Still not a sponsor. We don't have any. Trying to <laughs> try to get a sponsor. Uh, trying to do a podcast and just talk about finding excuses to get together. Yeah. Talk about life and what happens and how we're moving forward and, and, and how to make new memories. Yeah, see? Eventually you got into the groove of things. What? I know I know you you're getting to the groove of just talking yeah, to Mike. Yeah. Well the process yeah, it I took mean a bit. Yeah. I yeah. Now here's a question. We didn't get into like the like the first well what's the first things we did of this month and we're already kind of hitting We on were mark. a little over thirty minutes, but yeah. it's our first episode. I think we're probably around thirty eight minutes. As long as we keep it under forty five, I think we're okay. Under forty. All right. Yeah. What yeah. Did you set a timer? Yeah, I have a or timer. Stopwatch. No, I have a timer over here. What are we at? We're at thirty four. Oh. 34. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, yeah, cool. Fine. Great. We'll go a little Six bit minutes. longer. Yeah. So what's the what's the what what's the one? Th- so we're trying to do one thing a month. Yeah, one thing a month. Yeah, we have a list, like a bucket list sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. But we do have a list. Uh, what is on our list? Let me do check. You, do you want to go through the list, or do you want it to be a surprise? No, let's. We can go through it. Let's see. Hold on. Let's wait for that to pass. Uh, we want to try something yeah. new every month. There's a bungee jumping, which I've done, which is amazing. I have not. Uh, we should try that together. Plane jumping. Have you jumped off a plane before? No. I like the ground. <laughs> Bro, we got to try that. Renaissance Fair? Really? Yeah, that's they, have, there? they have a rent because I've never been. It'd be the first time. It's, an, it's an entire like full day experience. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's a f- you can dress new up. thing. Not not necessarily thrill seeking. Well, no. Yeah, it's things. a new thing. We're not going to. We're not adrenaline junkies. I am. <laughs> Daybreakers dance party, which yeah, they should have one coming up soon. Eventually, daybreakers oh, where like you get day, up. It's like a day it's, rave. Yeah, it's like a day rave, except in the morning, like around five a.m. or like yeah. to like eight thirty. Visit Winchester House in San Jose. What okay. the heck is that? It's just what is win- that again? It's the Winchester House where they haunted house. It's supposed to be haunted, but it's like a really cool looking house that has a bunch of like mechanisms and it's the how the winchester gun have you heard of that one yeah i I believe that that was made there i could be wrong we don't have anyone to fact check us right now yeah fact checks we'll we'll hire someone uh scuba diving oh i've been wanting to get scuba i want i've been wanting to do that as well yeah that's the thing with another note for another episode it's like 
getting back into hobbies after having to mm -hmm. support your family so much it's so hard and i'm barely back at the point where i'm like man i need to get back into my old hobbies yeah after after being like a full-time caretaker for my dad and helping them support my mom too and like oh it's it's hard still making that mindset switch all right deep sea fishing mm -hmm. that sounds dope that AF. sounds yeah like we're just gonna be sitting around for a bit rage room oh the rage room is like <laughs> that actually sounds pretty dope yeah you go in there you break a bunch of shoots <laughs> break a bunch, a bunch of, of stuff. crap yeah audition for a role as an actor who thought of that one i did i think <laughs> I think it'd be fun because we've never been on that side of the camera. We've been on the other side. Yeah. That's funny. I guess I never have. That's hilarious. We've only done it for our like little shorts, but never like oh, an God. actual audition. The I mean, we, it doesn't have to be like completely. We'll, we'll, we'll work out the kinks when it comes down to it. <laughs> That's actually a pretty funny idea, but I like it. Play Dungeons and Dragons. You've never played. I've never played. My buddy Jordan plays. Played. You play. Okay. I play a bit. Yeah. We'll get to Sounds that. Sounds kind of cool. And then finding guest stars, which... Somehow, somehow. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But right now, um, just us two. I, I've added two more things, but I don't think they're up there. Yeah, what would you add? Uh, let me look at my list. I think it's called Dragon Boating. What the hell is Dragon Boating? <laughs> what the hell is that? Uh, you like know, some RuneScape those, if, You know those thing. people who... Excuse me. Uh, it's pretty much just rowing a boat as a team. Well, with, where's, where's the dragon? It's just called, I don't know. It's just called dragon boating. Maybe the, maybe it's shaped in the form of a dragon. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And there's also like archery tag. Oh, what? Which sounds really cool Ar that I never thought like about. Like archery with archery? tag? Like we you have shoot tag. arrows at each other. It's kind of like paintball. Yeah. You sh you get arrows that have like foam at the end little of them. Cushion. Yeah, yeah, little cushion. Yeah. And you're just running around the field shooting Wow. arrows at people. Wow. Which sounds like fun. Never shot arrows. I've never shot a gun. There we go. We need to do that. that. That's on the list. I thought it was on the list. Yeah, shoot a gun. Defend our Second Amendment rights. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Let's not. Hell yeah, brother. Let's not get in. <laughs> so I get political in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> also, sugar fish is all right. Oh, God. That's a. Well, how much time do we have? We got one minute. Let's <laughs> recap George's first time at sugar fish. Okay. Honestly, if you put oh, two God. trays of sh like sushi in front of me, no, God, they're going to be the same to me. No, they're not. You're disgusting. Uh, see, me trying to. So, long story short, uh, George came out to camera PA on a job for me. And. It was like a day exterior at a lake, kind of gnarly day, and he did great along with my, my second AC for that day. And we all went to go celebrate with Sugarfish because we wrapped a little early for the first time that week. And we went to Sugarfish in Hollywood. And George was like, Yeah, I love eel. I was like, Oh, great. I, I, yeah, I said, I love eel. Yeah. Anyone who loves eel usually has eaten sushi before. I've eaten sushi before. Yeah, but you don't like nigiri or like, like sashimi. Like, like I don't love sushi, but I, I'll have it every now. But and eel is such an advanced fish where well, you, I eels assumed oh he's, he must no, love no. regular sushi. No, 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 he must you be assumed, like a sushi connoisseur. You assumed wrong. So I was like, oh, bro, like let's try let's try sugar fish if you never have, and you'll love it. And we got the omakase. Yeah, we got the trust me. I mean, I didn't pay for it. Thank you for paying, by the way. Yeah, it was a was a thank you gift, and 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 then it went to waste. Yeah. Yeah. As halfway through the trust me I, dinner, 
the trust me omakase dinner. Oh, I said I told you I wanted like the cheapest one, but you pushed me. George is on his third piece of fish, and I was like, I'm done. And then he runs to the bathroom, and I'm and I'm done. And we all, me and Denaya and, yeah. and her boyfriend Corolla, we all look at each other like crap. Like he hasn't eaten like sushi, sushi before. No, 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 no. And then I realized you like eel because it's cooked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, that's the end. I'm done. Yeah, no more. We're not going into it. Forty minutes. We out. We're out. All Thank right. you for listening, everyone. So, if you even got this far, yeah, I doubt I wouldn't even listen to us talk for this. Long. I would. You know, this is for us though, more or less, and maybe we'll post it sometime. Maybe. But this is for us to look back and and be able to be like, wow, we went through that. It's kind of like journaling, but in an audio way. Oh. And with we'll think about it like that way. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. a good way of looking at it. And All we right. just happen to be sponsored by Topo Chico. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> And, and we happen to go viral like the million dollar, okay, million, nope, nope, million you're looking, egg. Nope, too too many expectations. No, um, but anyways, this is uh, Joseph Soria. Am I supposed to say my last name? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, this is Joseph and this is, you're George. I'm George. And this is the Silver Lines podcast, a podcast about trying to find the silver lines in the middle of. I didn't know all we were going to have the outro. downs of tragedy. Yeah, we have an outro. We need a little theme song. What's our theme song? We don't, no, we're not, we're not going into this. We're but cutting bum, it. Bum, bum. Okay, bye. <laughs>